0: That dream means for me that um, there's actually the fact that I'm into it is the fact that I'm that I'm okay, you know, that I'm fine, that everything is gonna be alright, no matter how dark it looks sometimes or how narrow this street can lose or anything, there's always a, a way out. You know, I believe in prayer, I believe in meditation, I believe in. All the things that make you feel you. (laughs) And art and painting and drawing is one of those. Okay, I was born with that talent.
1: Hello and welcome to Grief, Gratitude and the Gray in Between podcast. This podcast is about exploring the grief that occurs at different times in our lives in which we have had major changes and transitions that literally shake us to the core and make us experience grief. I created this podcast for people to feel a little less hopeless and alone in their own grief process as they hear the stories of others who have had similar journeys. I'm Kendra Rinaldi, your host. Now, let's dive right into today's episode. so excited for you guys to be on today and to be listening in to the conversation I'll be having with my friend Didi Mogrovejo. Am I pronouncing that right? I always have issues. I always forget to ask people before I say their name uh, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Yeah. And well, thank you. <laughs> I think I have at least, I don't know how many episodes with me like starting that way. Like, wait, did I say it right? Like, so the audience is probably like, why hasn't she learned her lesson and just asked people how to pronounce their names before she starts recording? But it is what it is. So Didi and I are both from Colombia. So um, we actually have never met in person. I, our, My sister introduced us and we've been chatting for over a year and she shared her beautiful journey of grief with me. And I say beautiful because it is beautiful, even though it was hard, and um, I'm excited for you all to listen to it. A little bit more about Didi. Didi is an artist. She's also an actor, a model. Uh, what other things, Didi, aside from a mother and grandmother, <laughs> what, other, <laughs> what other titles? What else would you like to say about yourself?
0: Uh, well, I mean, besides being a mother, of course, of a wonderful son, he's a young men <laughs> very very charismatic and generous son he yeah i i just love to travel i love to help families to get properly protected through income protection which people will call life insurance mm-hmm. and and yeah i have my licenses from florida and california Besides and then you're an, an artist, an, an yes,
1: artist, right? Exactly. So you're an artist. The uh, your passion is uh, being an artist, and your day job is being uh, helping people with life insurance and so forth. Uh, and yeah, stuff, it's so.
0: connected with me because you know my my purpose in life also is entertain, you know, and and, and be all of these. It allows me to be me. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, yeah, exactly. It gives you that space. It you know gives you that financial freedom to be able to have the time and space to create your art as well. And it's also connecting with people and helping people, which is what you also do with your art. Um, cause your art is a reflection of that. So we're going to then hop back a little and now we know what you do now. And now we're going to hear a little bit about your journey, a little bit. No, the whole podcast is going to be about your journey. So <laughs> a lot about your journey as to how it is, um, you got to where you are now. So, um, You're then from Colombia. Tell us about your life and about becoming a mom, a young mom, and then uh, your journey of becoming a grandmother for the first time. And then the grief journey, which to the listeners will share now, just so that you know what this is about. And and that way you could choose also to listen. Um, We're going to be talking about her uh, grandchild who passed away some years back. So that is uh, the journey. So go ahead.
0: Kendra, Mm -hmm. this is a hard task for me you are putting me to say the whole the whole life of me i mean it's been a long <laughs> okay. a, a long trip i don't wanna take everybody here like no. it's probably it's going to be
1: for weeks or years no. okay <laughs> we can do the cliff notes you know the brief version sir colombia Ma, I mean, you could go that way. You could, you can, you can do the highlights of your life. How about that?
0: Wonderful. I think it's great. Yeah. Like bullet points,
1: a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, bullet points. <laughs> Exactly. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> okay. So, wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much for this wonderful time that you are actually doing this. Uh, this is very important. I always talk about your podcast because I think it is very it's vital the people know about um, grieving and and they know that they have a place to go and they have a community. So I'm very grateful that you're doing this for the community and besides the coaching therapists, are amazing. So yes, I grew up in Colombia and I was living there in Cali also at the same time. I moved to the U.S. in 2005. I, got, I was married with a beautiful family So then I got divorced. Of course, I have my son very young. I was 14 years old when I had him. So just imagine that, 14-year-old baby pretty much, having a baby, okay? Um, As a matter of fact, yes, it's been 24 years because he's 24 now. Wow. So, yeah, I'm going to be... Well, I'm not going to say
1: how old I'm going to be, but you, 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 are you, young. he's calculated. They could calculate exactly from four. If you had him at 14 and he's 24, people yeah, can calculate I, your age there. But yes, you're yeah. a young, a young mom.
0: Just imagine like this month for me, you know, when I had him, I was about to turn 15 years old, you know, and, and he was my, my gift. Right. And then yes, many things happened. I lived in a convent with nuns. Okay, I decided to just move. I didn't want to be like a burden for my family. And I wanted to just be independent. So then I moved to another command And I was with him for a little bit of time. And there was another young uh, teenagers, you know, mothers for the first time. And it was a beautiful experience, you know. So that was my, um, at that moment, I was very rebel. So what this experience did for me was to help me how to get a little bit more in touch with the spirit of God and things like that, right? Like spiritual side. Because I was very rebel, you know, I was very for the dark side. So it was good. So then I moved in 2005 to the US, wonderful, you know, and with my ex-husband. So years later, you know, after eight years, we lived an amazing life. So then I divorced. So then after the divorce, yeah, everything happened, you know, I was young with this teenager and then, you know, a lot of struggles, you know, and, and my son and I, I said, he's my, he's my son, but he's also my best friend. I don't know how to say that because mm-hmm. he's really, you know, it's lot. No, I
1: understand. So Didi, you're, you're the, the difference you have in age with your son is the difference I have in age with my younger brother. So And my younger brother and and my sister, who is 10 years, are really close to me. So I can understand that dynamic for you, that even though he's your son, he's also your best friend, because it is also the person that's been by your side in all this year. And especially since you were a single mom for a while before you got married to your first husband, right? So um, that's who you develop this connection. So I can, I can, I can relate, I can, I can understand, I don't, I don't know, I can understand how that could happen. Yeah.
0: That's wonderful that, yeah, that you know that part because, you know, it's hard to understand when you're not passing, you know, a little bit of the same situation or similar, you know, people would tend to judge, right? Like always thinking like, all the elderly women. you know, like they have kids at the normal time, especially one of the things that I hated, I mean, I want to say hate, but I dislike was to go into the meetings, you know, in the school meetings. Because all the mothers, the majority of them, were like you know, mid forties or like you know, the right time for the right age of the kids. So then, for me, it was just like I was always looked like I was the teenage, the, the the nanny of the of my son, or the younger, you know, like the older the sister, sister the
1: sister, exactly mm-hmm, like mm-hmm.
0: So well, you know, we had this connection that um um at the age of seventeen, my um, son pretty much kind of run away with another girl, you know, with his life right now with his wife. you know, like the wife that he is right now with him. And yeah, they they went to live together. <laughs> it was very tough for me, okay, because I had this attachment, you know, like this bonding with him and suddenly he's gone and I'm passing through all of these upside downs in my life. So then it was really hard that part. I just wanna go into details but
1: No, I wanted to ask, is that at the same time as you were going through your divorce that he then uh, left? Is that around the same time? Around the same time. Oh, yeah. That's my gosh. That's a whole other grieving chapter there, just there. Divorce and then your child leaving. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Didi. That's like, that's a whole other podcast episode. (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: Well, we're summarizing here a little quick. Yes, yes, yes. I don't want to get too much, but... I just want to get into the point where so then you get have an idea you know of what a relationship was. It wasn't actually never was probably the best you know, like mother and son so connected. It wasn't like that because I was a very um i don't know if you can relate you, when you cannot give love or receive you know it's like something is blocking you, but you don't know what it is, probably. Traumas from your childhood, maybe so many things that, you know, if you haven't gone through um, proper, you know, like cure or healing, so then you come in dragging all of these things. So then that's what happened. And I wasn't able to kind of really bond with my son. So that when these things happened, that he left this girl, which is, by the way, she's um, also an amazing person. So... You know, it is it is a shock. Yeah. And then yeah. So then they have this wonderful, amazing kid. Um I don't know if you want to ask something before that. No, no, no. Go ahead. Let's yeah, let's go
1: into (laughs) it. Let's go into when because he moved and he moved out of state. So you were living in Florida at, at that time. He moved out of state. So when he had his child, he was out of state in that moment. So tell us then how was that of you finding out first off that you were going to be a grandmother? And, um, and let's go from that part, point on. Thanks.
0: Yes, it was very interesting. I was doing some paint, live painting. That was December. And, you know, as if you had been in Miami or something like that, December is a month, a very special month because of the art. Puzzle. So I was having some invitations to paint life with other friends, artist friends that are very successful. And I was doing that when actually they called me, you know, that the baby. But before that time, like after we get to the point, I wasn't really in touch with my son that much. You know, we were very separated. And and I asked, so I asked him, I said, do you want me to go? Or anything, you know, for bearing the baby, you know, it was probably, yeah. But I wasn't really insisting because of the relationship, probably that I didn't have with my son and daughter-in-law, and of course, being separated, you know, it's hard. But then, yeah, I was right there. I was doing my life painting, and and they just told me. They called me that night, and they said, "Oh, the baby's." It's here, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's so amazing!" I mean, the feeling of like something, like a life is born from, you know, it's your sons. I mean, it's amazing, and and yeah, I just wanted to see him, you know, and to see how he looks like and everything, and and it's very sweet. It's very different, very wonderful, touching experience for me. Yeah. I, know that's, I
1: love him. that's beautiful and so this is in december when baby leo is his name mm-hmm. uh when baby leo was born and then um because of then the distance then we were trying to figure out when you were going to go and and visit him so how long did it uh, how how was this and i know you were doing the art basil i don't know how many weeks that lasts is it a week art basil is it a week or a weekend
0: yeah it's a week uh,
1: -hmm. Okay, so So then, so then tell us, and how was that? Was your son at that point also asking you for tips on parenting? At that point, was that at least it broke that uh, distance of communication, right, that you guys have had because he had to tell you that the baby was born. Did you guys start communicating a little bit more at that point when baby Leo was born?
0: Mm, Not really. really. It wasn't that you know, it wasn't that communication at all. You know, we're still where a little bit of living in our own lives, you know, I was there, but I didn't want to be so intruder. And mm-hmm. and, and yeah, it, it was hard, you know, that moment. I don't even know how to explain it. But um, so yeah, at that time, I was actually working. I was working in, uh, in retail, which is, you know, in December, you cannot pretty much think about going anywhere because it's where the holiday parties are. And so then you have to really be there, right? Mm, So all of that, plus I think my priorities at that moment were a little bit messed up. My priorities, you know, I didn't have my priorities kind of clear at that moment, you know, I think part of my priority was to just leave, you know, and like go and see this newborn, you know, that's just coming back. But, you know, things were like, oh, you know, I just started this job you know, you always give excuses to yourself, you know, and then I, I asked my son, and he was like, no, you don't have to come, you know, you can come in, in February, you know, we're going to go in February, we're going in February, you know, this is very cold in here, you know, whatever, so there were a lot of things, you know, like, before that, <clears throat> and I said, well, you know, you can do right, whatever, so I didn't really put a lot of emphasis on going you know and do this Mm. that's a big lesson for me because now whatever is happening you know again you know I must be there and you know of course I'm going to put the priorities you know where they need to go.
1: I wanted to say Didi that and by the way, to the listeners, Didi and I, we've had this conver- we already we had this conversation before we recorded this podcast some months back, and unfortunately, technology was not in our favor that time, and so we're recording again. So this is a, another time I'm listening. But you know, even though I had already listened to the story, you said something different this time that I realized, and it was that aspect of you know, I my priorities were not you know in the right you know like how you you know in that moment you kind of like said oh well i'll just do the job and there's always time right we always think there's time you know oh, the baby was just born i'll just go in february there's always time um so first off i want to just say thank you for being so um transparent and also for being so honest with yourself to know that you you were, your priorities were different, you know that is that takes a lot of courage, and I just want to honor you for that. As oh. as my see, so yeah, I get I for I I want to honor you for that courage of taking that responsibility of like that your priorities were were different at that time. That that's why part of the reason that you didn't go um, when baby Leo was born. So thank you.
0: Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening and um, and for noticing that. I think it's my it's my goal to share this with the world and to whoever it's open to to hear this right? and get something I hope everybody will get something out of it
1: yes no thank you it is because you know a lot of times uh, uh, it's, it's easy to blame others or to do those kind of things of the uh, uh, of situations in life but um, but it is way harder to take responsibility for our, our own kind of part in things of maybe not having had the chance, you know, to meet somebody or be there for somebody at certain time. Um, So I would just wanted to just say, acknowledge that from you. So then let's uh, fast forward. Then you, you would chat with them via, would you do FaceTime to be able to see baby Leo? How was that seeing your grandchild on video and all that? Please share with us.
0: It was the most amazing thing. And he, he so for some reason, these babies are born this time and they're smiling. And if you can give them a phone, I'm pretty sure that they find anything in the phone. You know, it's like one month long. I don't know how they do this, but it's, it's wonderful. But this kid, you know, his face and his, his hair was like, um, you know, all...
1: Standing up, Uh, yeah, standing standing up up. like a Mohawk, like a Mohawk, yeah, yeah,
0: and all black, and you know his face, you know, like a rounded face, uh, very cute, very cute, and he smiled at me, you know, that day I was at work and I was in the parking lot and I was looking at this, you know, they call and they put the baby there, and oh, it's so sweet, you know, it's just like (laughs) I don't know that day, Kendra, I felt a different kind of love that I mm. never felt before. It was a love that, it was a line Like when you go, when you're like so cold and then you go to a place that they give you, like, I don't know, warm chocolate and they kind of give you love, you know, that you mm. feel this thin light and this all this feeling of like harmony and peace. Mm. That's what I felt. I felt
1: Wow. I just got chills because you just mentioned even before that you had been with like your relationship with your son was one in which you had walls and blocks basically, and not allowing yourself to really truly connect in, in a way that allowed you to give love and receive love. And by the time that then you became a grandmother Either baby Leo broke those walls or and then you were already at that point or things had already kind of started to shift with you that you were already to feel that. Um, which one was it? Was it like certain things had happened in your life that certain pieces of this wall had crumbled, that they were ready then to be open to love your grandchild at that moment, or was it baby Leo that cracked you open?
0: Good question. Good question. Excellent question. Because as I'm thinking and, and listening and, and remembering, right, going back again, I think uh, what this moment did for me and this wonderful soul here that was here for such short time did for me was the capacity of forgiveness and forgiveness to myself and forgiveness to others. That was the channel of that kind of the thing that was really, you know, blocking me in other worlds.
1: That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so let's uh, fast forward to when you received the news. What month was that and... um, share more about that because then there's a lot of different pieces that we want to make sure the listeners hear about uh how that all that experience was also a catalyst also in your spiritual growth and and in your art so um let's go down that side that that part of the story please
0: thank you so yes um before that actually happened i was i don't know why i was kind of living I was trying to find, to know how to meditate, okay, <laughs> so during that time in December, okay. This all happened December 2014 to January 2015, okay, situated so, you know, you in time a little bit, so. <clears throat> Before the baby was born, I was learning how to meditate, but I wasn't able to quite get there. So then I was in the Spanish Monastery in Miami, <clears throat> very beautiful place, actually. If you have time, please go there. It's amazing. an amazing yoga class. The environment is great. So in one of these classes, the yogi teacher or the doctor, we were doing a deep meditation. Probably that was in the middle. The baby was already born. So that was probably in the mid-December. And that day, she brought there was wonderful people there, but that day was the day that I connected with the meditation, that I felt something. Okay. And she, you know, at the end, when you finish with your exercise, you know, with your stretchings and everything, so then there's a moment for you to kind of a rest, you know, laying down on the mat. So, and then she put a beautiful song, the most beautiful song that I ever heard in my life. And it was, and I started crying. I don't know, I don't know, nothing. Like, it touched my heart. I started crying for no reason, you know, no reason for me to be crying in a yoga class, you know, and, and after finalizing my meditation section, so it really deeply touched my heart and. And I cried. I didn't know what happened. I asked her, can you please tell me what's the name of the song plays that song, please? Can you play number three? And, and she said, yes, of course. I can give you, you know, the name of the song and I can send it to you. It's okay. So finally, yeah, everything happened like that that day. So the following month, okay, it was around January twentieth, and I was in a fashion show. I was actually doing doing all the backstage in the fashion show in the mall, and I received a phone call. It was my ex-husband, and he said, "Well, take a seat, okay? Just sit down. I want to tell you something." So at that point, I had no idea what he was going to say. Nothing, clueless, completely. And then he said, did you know what happened to have, have your son called you? And I said, no, no, he hasn't. I haven't talked to him for two days. He said, do you know what happened? And I said, no, what's going on? I was trying to get in, you know, like worrying what's happening. He said, well, um, I don't know how to say this, but uh, something happened to baby Leo. And I was like, what happened to baby Leo? And he said he He passed he, passed. and I was in shock and I was in shock and what I don't know if I was breathing, I don't know what was, but I was in in I was in shock, so the only thing that I was able to to do is like hang at the phone. Talked to my manager and, 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 and booked my flight. That day I just couldn't do anything. I called my best, one of my best friends, you know, and I explained what had just happened. And I went immediately to, and okay, I'm, I've been practicing the Baha'i faith, which is um, a beautiful faith, and it's teaching me a lot, and it, it was helping me in this journey, you know, my spiritual journey. And the only thing that I was thinking, I didn't know what to do, you know, where to go for solas. Where do you go for solas when something like that happens? Where? I don't have family in the United States, so it's just like okay. And I went there to these amazing writings, and of course they give me solas. But what I what I felt was this, was an extremely a strong will, you know, it's like, you got to go there and help, you, you know, be the son, you have to be with them. something's pulling me, you. you have to be the son right now, yeah, effectively, I've got everything, even the the flies were like super inexpensive, and everything was ready to go, and I went there.
1: So you arrive, and thank you for sharing that. And I know that reliving sometimes those little memories of when you find out the news and things like that, it stirs up again, all emotions. So you fly to um, Tennessee, Tennessee is where he was, right? No, Kentucky. I always get confused. Which state was he living in?
0: In Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee, it
1: was Tennessee. Okay, it was. It was. Okay, I wasn't far off. Uh, You fly then from Florida to Tennessee to then be with them, um, during this time. And, um, what were then, what was the next step? Like, did, did he pick you up? Did you go to their home? Like, how was that encounter of you seeing them?
0: Yeah, no, they didn't pick me up. Of course. I went to the house and, and baby passed away. So they start telling me everything like what happened. And, and there's so many, so many things that I didn't understand because you know I hadn't seen him for quite a, a while. Mm. The moment I I saw him, of course, you know I gave him a big hug and I, I just say I'm I'm here, you know. I didn't want to say anything, but my presence there was saying it all. Mm-hmm. So that moment is a moment of like you forget about everything, you know, and and you need to be really happy. Humbleness, you know, and and readiness. You gotta be ready, you gotta be humble and you gotta be you know, there, present.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was the momentos of presence.
1: That brought you to be present. So let's talk about then when uh decisions in terms of uh bur- burial and so forth and um and how you then contacted the Bahai community than in ten, in the city of Tennessee, where you were at. Um, which what which, what city was it again that you were in in Tennessee?
0: Uh, that was Nashville, and they were Nashville. living a little bit far from Nashville. You know, it's a very cute little town. It's called uh, Jackson, and okay. they were living in Jackson in that moment. So yeah, they have to kind of transfer the body. The body, baby's um, body, was in a place first. And then, unfortunately, they, they, they weren't doing a good job. So then I said, yeah. we have to, they to take him out of, to another place because this place like, is definitely not doing a good job. And, you know, they, they wanted to cremate it. Maybe the body, of well, the baby inside. They wanted to cremate the body. And then, you know, I, I just said, no, you can't do that.
1: So and partly was uh, yeah because of your your own uh, and we have we share similar uh, we share the same uh, faith where I'm also a member of the Bahai faith and in the Bahai faith cremation is just not part of the uh, of the way that we do things. We're not we respect of course that that is what other religions may do. It just doesn't happen to be part in, of our practices. So so you didn't want uh, baby Leo to be cremated, and so you then contacted the Baha'i community to then be able to see how they could help you. So please share that because I know you were talking about like how you felt so alone, right? In this moment, like, where do you go? You know, you seek then for comfort in the prayers and things that kind of just bring you that peace of mind, the solace in in your heart and in your soul. And so how did that then play a part then in this next step of of burial and so forth please
0: yeah of course yeah i mean i couldn't get better thoughts than calling you know and and telling the friends that i had at the moment you know because i i never thought that community you know community life and when you when whatever you put into your community that's what you get if you don't put anything You know, how do you expect? I mean, you're not putting anything in order to oh, I'm going to receive anything. You put it because you know you feel like that's that's that makes you feel good, right? It has to make you feel good at the same time. It takes effort, you know. Sometimes you don't want to, but sometimes you know, instead effort, you know, to build the trust. And I think that's what I have built. You know, I I build trust and I build that community. You know, people, you know, that they. They knew us and they, they knew who we were and, 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 and they were there ready for us to, you know. Yeah, they didn't hesitate and immediately they started moving their contacts, you know, so then I got amazing I would call angels. They for me were angels in that moment. I had no idea what to expect or what to do because you know, in my family I think I never passed through any 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 of these moments you know my own so um one of the questions that i always had was how i I really want to i wouldn't be able to to connect more with that um, the world beyond this life like what's what's up there you know i always in my art i always kind of going that way you know like in the invisible worlds and i'm always having a lot of dreams and things like that so I'm connecting very well with that but this experience was um, not only painful but also very very eye-opener and and very I don't know what else to call it maybe there's certain words that I probably haven't found yet and yeah the community just came and helped they helped so much that I have no way (laughs) how to even describe that and and yeah they helping me with the whole process so um, there was a beautiful moment that happened inside of when we had the body and that was the first time that actually I was going to be able to hold the body right and the ladies were there helping me in this process right And something happened, Kenda. It was a message that was sent by this amazing soul. And I don't know if you believe or not, but now I truly believe that there's actually messages that come in with all of it.
1: And so you were, uh, and I do believe, I do believe. So you're in the, um, are you taking some time? As you're processing, yes. Don't worry, I'll fill in the space here as you take some time. I never know if you've paused because you want me to ask you a question, or or if it's that you're taking time. So take take your time. I, yeah, I can.
0: I yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you you then were with uh, two late? Is it two ladies that then helped you then in the process of the um, shrouding of the body? So in the in, in the Baha'i faith, there's like ceremony that goes around the aspect. There's actually very few like rituals that there are in the Baha'i faith, but one of those is in the process of burial. And so, um, so then you are in this room with the two ladies and you're preparing baby Leo's body. And please share then if you can share that message that then you felt you received from baby Leo.
0: Yeah. Suddenly I was there and suddenly I saw, of course, and, and the place was amazing. They did a wonderful job and all the people there were like, seriously, I felt like I was in a heaven. So many people mm-hmm. would say, oh my God, have you been in heaven? Yeah, I think that place is a heaven for me mm-hmm. because the people there were so kind, so kind with every little detail, everything. I need to learn from them, actually. and and then i was there alone just alone in this beautiful small place with body and me right and in all of these so then suddenly one of the ladies who was helping me with the drawing of the body she brought she brought some uh dry petals from the holy land wow with I amazing mean, with. Um, Oil. It was a rose oil essence, and and she brought also a CD with music. So, and and she put the music. She was the one who was taking care of all of that part. I was just looking and helping, you know, whatever needs to be done and everything. So then, in a moment, they left, and I guess they put the song. But the moment I I held the body. Number three of the song, Plain, and you don't want to know what song was that, it was the same song that I heard in the yoga class when I was doing meditation. And that song is called, in um, the gar- song?
1: It the Secret song. Garden?
0: Love Land, yeah, Mr. Love Land from The Secret Garden.
1: Wow. wow. Yeah. It's like um, it's as if you had lit for you know in in um, literature like when you're reading a book or when you're watching a movie. There's things that are foreshadowing, you know the that uh, that when things happen that then are foreshadowing something of the future. And you lived that in real life with having experience listening to that song during your yoga class, getting those tears rolling down your face of how moved you were without you knowing the why. And then a month later, that's the same song that somebody else played while you're holding your grandchild's body in your arms. That's just like, if people don't believe in signs, (laughs) I don't know why they would, you know, but I don't know how someone cannot believe in signs when you've lived things like that. So, so beautiful.
0: Yeah, and it was and then it was the most amazing experience, like that and, and of course something and then after that something happened. You were gonna ask me something. Or what are you gonna ask me? <laughs> so then in that moment, yeah, it was that moment and I said, Wow I I was speechless. I I, I I wasn't even thinking about anything. It's just living that moment at that frequency. You know, it's a very high quick frequency. And yeah, suddenly <clears throat> I got this high thought. Something inside of my head. There was like a little voice. Boom! came in and the message was very clear. This is this is okay. It should be here. It's fine. This is, is to happen. Okay. So that gave me that more message gave me tranquility, you see, because oh yeah, this is supposed to be happening. Okay, so it's nothing wrong, you know, it's it's happening, supposed to be happening. So but the next message was very new for me, okay? And it it was that the life that the unity of the family was the most important thing in this world. And 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 then I needed to kind of and digest in that, right? The community of the family is the most important thing in this life. That was amazing. And that everything was okay, that it needs to be happening. Like that, right?
1: That's so beautiful. Especially because you had had an estranged, a little bit of a strange relationship with your son in the, in the past, and that that's the message that you get. Uh, and that responsibility now, after having that message be given to you, right, of then, okay, that's the most important now, the role that I'll play into creating that. So I do want to go into that. But let's go back to this number three, because I want you to then share the number three then was the na- the number of the song um, in the CD, and number three was also uh, the tell Tell us the other thing that that number three played a role in,
0: yes, it was the plot where the baby was mm-hmm. it was the only num it was the only one that was actually available. There were others, but you know it was different, so we and it happened that that center had a special side for like behind. I didn't even know, and I didn't even care. it's a your truth, you know. I wanted it just to be given a, a, an honorable in, like, space, in space. Mm-hmm. and actually, yeah, it was, uh, that was the number, yeah, number three for the song, number three for the plot, and, and that was his number, you know, and that was his son, you know, the song, mm-hmm. so we already have, and that was his message. So it's a it's a, it's a spirit that because probably he's so pure, he didn't have to be in this world for such a long time. Mm. To bring us together and see, to help other souls advance, you know, and move on to this living process.
1: That's so beautiful that you were able to see that wisdom, that the role he played Incoming to this world and such for such a short period of time, to this mortal plane, that he still served his mission, of um, of bringing you then closer to your family. So, can you please share about that? How then, did that message of the family being the most important thing in this world, the family unit and the unity of the family? Shift, then your relationship with your family, with your son, from there on.
0: Wow! Yeah, it was immediately. It was a change completely in my heart. Like there was a Diana before and and Didi after after. So, I mean, it was a it was a completely switch. You know, like from darkness to light. Mm. It that way, so and, and everything felt just like so real. I right? like oof. You get this aha moment and it's come to you and there's nothing else you can do. There's no place to go back because you don't want to go back.
1: Right. No? It's like an awakening, an awakening of your soul. And and then let's talk then about how that experience, how that spiritual experience, then also... uh has impacted your art and let's dive into that because your art has been now not also one of these tools for your grief journey as well and then just how you're expressed so please let's go into that and I want to again say thank you for sharing um you know Leo's story with us and and that hard moment so if it's okay with you uh to share now how that experience ha- has now impacted your your creativity
0: yeah, I think it's fine. Yes, it's um it's been um a switching, you know, from one place to another, right? <clears throat> and then and yeah, the next day I mean everything happened, you know, there was an amazing memorial. Mm. the Baha'is were there, people that I didn't even know. There's a beautiful lady was singing, oh my gosh, was singing like the like the birds, you know, like amazing. And, and then I was looking at all of these people that I've never seen in my life before. And they were all coming together because of this. So we're passing. And I was like, who is this person? You know, they don't even know me. What are they doing here? You know, it's like, this is, this is family. So then I realized that we're a, a, a family, you know, like humanity, we're all family. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be family in blood because sometimes. Your family, your block family don't even close to you when these things happen. They can't, maybe or they just don't want to be there, they're not in the moment, anything. So that's what we realize a big realization for me, you know, it's like we're a big human family here, undeniable. Nobody probably would be able to do that better than what they did at that moment. So, you know, it's a moment of trust, a moment of faith. It was a moment for me to say, Wow, they got me and they don't even know. So yeah. I after that, again, you know, I'm very grateful and I'm always grateful for this moment that it, it needs to happen the way it happened. And we both, that's how we that's how we meet probably. <laughs> that's why we're here together, you know, it's always the reason for something. I went back to Miami, uh, there was important part here um, about the first night of the sun in the morning that also it makes me believe you know it makes me realize that it is this beautiful soul talking to me as well. But when I went back to Miami and I was going back to my tedties right again, I don't have any grandkid anymore physically, but I know he lives somewhere. Lives in my heart, and he's here. He's everywhere. He's No going, to me. He's always going to be my grand, my first grandchild, my child, and his baby Leah. and he's the author of all of the paintings that are coming back. You know, that coming that I want to create. So, I I came back to Miami, and then, after the day after that all of this happened, you know, the next day I had a dream. (laughs) I guess what the dream was. What
1: was it? Sure.
0: Yes. It's it's one of the paintings that you can actually see in my social media channels. And, And there's a little story about that, of course, you know, very short. It's not as long as this one. So you're actually very lucky <laughs> if you <laughs> are <laughs> if you're tuning in with Kendra's, po- you know, podcast you can hear the whole story the whole story <laughs> <laughs> yes and and this baby just wow I mean, this, this the dream was very clear too okay just imagine um a beautiful like a horis- horizon Just imagine the horizon right Horizontal line, and then in the back of this, mm, there are like the pieces of a piano, you know, like the black and white pieces of the piano, you know, that's beautiful harmony, like tones and music, you know, something was similar like that. And then as you come in this way, something comes into your way, it's a beautiful path. That's coming from that horizon that's very far <laughs> and then the path is just starts coming into your heart like it literally comes to your heart like comes to you then besides on the sides of this path okay and it's a it's a curvy path okay it's not a, a straight path it's like a little curve it has some curves and everything and then on the side of all of these the flowers just start coming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and larger and larger. So then you have the little ones and you have the larger ones coming also to you. And those flowers are like different colors and like wonderful, amazing. It's like a beautiful garden like full of flowers and different colors. So this path you know, it's yeah it has so then that's pretty much okay. It's very basic. <laughs> That, that was
1: your dream. That was your dream. The horizon, the uh, kind of like the key was it the keyboard kind of of a piano with the white and the black keys at the at the back, and then a pathway winding from this horizon straight to your heart, and flowers then on the sides. I would just get bigger as it would come. Okay, so that's the that was a the dream. Then how did you turn that dream into? an art piece and what did you interpret from that dream and what did it mean to you?
0: <laughs> yes, it is that main dream. that I mean that dream means for me that um there's actually the fact that I'm into it is the fact that I'm that I'm okay, you know, that I'm fine. That everything is gonna be all right, no matter how dark it looks sometimes or how narrow this street can lose, or anything. There's always a, a way out. You know, I believe in prayer. I believe in meditation. I believe in all the things that make you feel you. <laughs> and the art and painting and drawing is one of those. Okay. I was born with that talent. Yes. You know, I had that talent since I was little. Always was drawing, always was painting, always creating something new. And, but I never had the. I never had honor. You see, this is important for artists, for emerging artists, and they don't believe in themselves because they don't believe they're good enough. They don't believe that the things that they have to give to the world are important or meaningful. So I would say to all the emerging artists or somebody who would probably decided to do another career because art. It's not going to be paying the bills or whatever, whatever things that they put into their, their, their hearts, their they heads, <clears throat> just reconsider that. Going back to drawing, going back to painting or whatever you'd like to do. To, that's one thing.
1: That is uh, amazing. Yeah, that you were able to have that clarity. Um in that moment. And also that confidence, right? To keep on doing your art from that dream. It also gave you that kind of catalyst to continue doing it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And for sharing that for the emerging artists to really know that your story matters. Um, And that's the thing, It's, it's not even about the talent itself, but the story behind the talent and how you can transport somebody by what you do with your art and how you are able to touch somebody else's heart in that journey that's what truly is what matters and that's why each artist is so unique because we all are so unique and everybody kind of relates to a different piece of art music or visual or theatrical piece of art differently based on their own, you know, perspectives and ideas. So there's room for everyone to express themselves.
0: That's correct. Nice. That is yeah. correct. And even if you think you're not good at it, but if you're doing it, make you happy and makes you, you know, connect with something bigger than yourself. Just keep doing, listening to that Mm -hmm. voice, you know, of intuition. So now I call myself an intuitive artist, okay? (laughs) That's the good thing about United States. As soon as you start noticing something about yourself, it's like, okay, now I'm an intuitive artist. That's good. Uh And I'm actually honoring, you know, the gift that I have. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I have
0: a nice Facebook page now. I'm in the process, you know, I'm still in the process and I always will be in the process. But um, but you guys, everybody who wants to, you know, like see what, I, what I'm doing, please. Yeah, just, Check there's it a out. lot of information there.
1: And I'll be sure, can you, do you want to say the name of your website? I'll make sure to put it on the show notes, but from your website that they can find your social media pieces as well to follow. But would, would you like to say the name of your website?
0: I have an Instagram account and okay. I also have a Facebook page right now that I'm, okay. and I'm building a Patreon page for the ones who really want to get deep into what i'm doing right now and uh, the different art projects that i'm doing for um yeah with other artists as well mm, and the process is being a process okay <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it's yes. at the ig page that you're gonna find is at D uh, as at diana mogrovejo my last name so
1: it's De Mogrobejo, and I'll make sure you guys have that, you'll have that in in the uh, show notes. And the website is
0: De Mogrobejo. yeah, Yeah. but it's in building, yeah, I'm building it, so (laughs) please. Yeah, so
1: that's in the building process, and in the meantime, you can go to Instagram or Facebook. And Um, Facebook
0: page uh, is like uh, uh, Dika Paintings, you have a little bit more information there, yeah.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much. And one last thing, because I don't want to forget people to know what's happened also with your life. You have now a granddaughter as Yay. well now. Yes. Yeah, so you. your, your son was in, and his wife have now another baby. And what is your granddaughter's name? Her name is Miyuki. Miyuki. And that, that's, that she is how old now?
0: Um, she actually turned three years old. No, she's three. Yeah.
1: She turned three, yeah, yeah in, in, in August. In August. Um, so, that and in the, in the relationship, it just because we were kind of like in that thing, your relationship with your son, with your sister in law, and now with your granddaughter, how is that relationship? In one word,
0: unbreakable.
1: Uh, oh, oh. Man, that's goosebumps moment right there! Wow, the fact that you could choose one word, amiga, that is beautiful. Ah, oh, that's coming chills. from the heart, draped on the heart. Ah, oh, I just—that's <laughs> probably going to be the title of this one, girl, of this podcast. Thank you. That is so. You beautiful love you too dd thank you diana for it. diana <laughs> i call you diana because that's it. i know you more as diana than dd but thank you so much for sharing your journey and for sharing how this journey of grief has led you to now have this unbreakable relationship with your son and this unbreakable uh dynamic that you have with your art and with the world so thank you
0: No, thank you for having me here. And it's a pleasure to be here with you all.
1: today. It was my honor. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you again so much for choosing to listen today. I hope that you can take away a few nuggets from today's episode that can bring you comfort in your times of grief. If so, it would mean so much to me if you would rate and comment on this episode. And if you feel inspired in some way to share it with someone who may need to hear this, please do so. Also, if you or someone you know has a story of grief and gratitude that should be shared so that others can be inspired as well, please reach out to me. And thanks once again for tuning in to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. Have a beautiful day.